Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm delighted you're with us today. My mother loved poetry. She used to memorize poems that she really liked and she'd recite them, whatever she was doing. And even when I was tiny, I was memorizing poems myself. I grew up with a lot of poems in my mind. And in, in most cases, I don't even know what they were, where their titles, you know, where, where they came from, who wrote them, anything. And as I was reading a book that was written by, by this week's guest, one of my mother's poems came to mind. It goes like this. God has not promised skies always blue, flower-strewn pathways all our lives through. God has not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. But God has promised strength for the day, rest for the labor, light for the way, grace for the trials, help from above, and unfailing sympathy, undying love. When I Googled it, I found out it was just actually an old hymn that my, my mother must have liked. She memorized it. But it's been nice for all my life to have all my mother's verses and bits of verses always in my mind. And this week's guest, Sue Frederick, kind of writes the way my mother thought. She's written several books, but the one that we'll be talking about this week is called Through a Divine Lens, Practices to Quiet Your Ego in Align with Your Soul. Sue Frederick is an ordained or unity minister. She's a lifelong intuitive and a past life and between life soul regression therapist and a master numerologist. She asked me my birth date and then she started telling me things about me based on the numerology. But we won't be talking about me today, I promise. We're going to be talking about you. And besides this current book, she also, I should quickly mention, has other books. One of them is called Bridges to Heaven, True Stories of Loved Ones on the Other Side. And also, I see your soulmate and I see your dream job. Well, we won't be talking about them, although they, they're, frankly, they seem kind of interesting. We should talk about them maybe another time. This one, I have to tell you, is really good. We're going to, I think, get a lot out of it today. I have read the whole thing, and I, I think it's kind of important. I'd like you to read it, too. But as an intuitive coach and a spiritual guide, she's helped a lot of people to realign with their soul's purpose, which frankly is very important, and connect to departed loved ones for healing conversations. Her work has been featured in the New York Times, wow, in CNN.com, Real Simple, Yoga Journal, Natural Health, and Complete Women magazines. We're really delighted to have her, have her with us today. And my dear Sue, welcome to Seek Reality. Oh, it is such a pleasure to be with you. I'm a big fan of you and your ideas and your life and your work. So it's an honor to be here. Oh, you're, thank you. That's that's kind of neat to say, but um, I, I guess I'm, we're, we're going to have to have a mutual admiration society about this because I thought your book was great. Aww. One thing, as I was telling you ahead of time, one thing about a lot of the books we get is uh, they're either for you know beginners right. and that they're helpful, and and a lot of books really, frankly, are for people who have really gone pretty far down their spiritual path already, and. And they we, they need a way to get started, but the book doesn't help with that. And your book kind of gets us started, but they also you know, your book also kind of gets us pretty far along the road as well. And I think that's very helpful too. So uh, um, first, though, I'd like to talk a little bit about you. People people who are hearing people for the first time and meeting for the, them for the first time here on an episode of Seek Reality kind of like to know a little bit about that first time guest. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Are you primarily a spiritual coach, counselor? Hmm. But what's your daytime work? Well, yes, I've made my living doing <clears throat> readings and sessions for clients for 20 something years. But my big wake up call was long ago. It was 1979 uh, when my beautiful young husband died in my arms of colon cancer. I was 29. Mm. That was my big spiritual awakening. And it took me, honestly, it took me decades to do my true work. And instead, I, like many people on earth, even after I was grieving the loss of my young husband, followed by the loss of my best girlfriend and my father, I was going, 
well, why am I still here? Where are they? Why can't I join them? What is my purpose? And numerology was handed to me at that tender age in my early 30s as a way of understanding our soul missions and what we're here to do and what our agreement is with our departed. And I just gobbled that up because it answered my questions that grief had stirred up in me. And I I spent decades giving those readings away to friends. Like they would take me out to dinner after work and I would do this reading and they would say, can't I pay you for it? And I'd like, oh, no, 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 don't you can't. And I made my living as a magazine editor and writer. I wrote about health because I felt that I was helping people avoid cancer and illnesses like that. If I could write even one article to help people live a healthier life. So I was, that's where I was putting my passion, but I always really wanted to help people see life from the spiritual point of view, the higher view. Um, But like many people, I, I was very lost in the logic left brain part of life. And I believed the only way I could survive and make a living was by having an ordinary conventional job. And I did that VP of content for magazines and websites until the dot com crash in 1999, where I lost five of those really good, high paying editorial jobs in a row as sites went under, but it was so good. It was like in my dark night of the soul, I was a single mom. I couldn't get a job. I was going to lose my home for my beautiful baby girl. And in my darkest night, connecting to God consciousness, to spirit, I got the answer loud and clear. How long, Sue, are you going to wait before you step up and make your living from the gift you've been giving away and throwing away for years. And I was like, really, you think I'm going to pay the mortgage by doing career and numerology readings and intuitive work? And the answer was, that's what you came to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the year 2000, I had to totally reinvent. And my daughter still remembers, you know, I would I would put her on my lap at night as I built my new website and show her, look, mommy's going to work with clients. And I gave it so much passion and energy and good energy that miracles happen and doors opened. And I mean, it's just mind blowing how I'm here today talking to you. <laughs> but I would, it would have, it, so, you know, is it funny how, The things that we think are the crises turn out to be the big opportunities. Always, right? Yeah, it it really is surprising. And that's why I wanted to write a book that every person, what no matter where they are in their journey of awakening, you know, when I was grief stricken at the age of 30 and couldn't find my purpose in life and didn't know why my most important loved ones were in, were gone, were in the divine realms. You know, if I had read this book, you know, maybe my pain was too great at the time, but this book that I wrote through a divine lens, it would have answered those questions for me. You know, why are, why do people suffer? Um, why am I still here? What am I supposed to do with my grief? How do I shift it? All of those are the things so many people are seeking answers to. You know, what is my meaningful love relationship look like? And how do I get to that even when I'm in the dark night of my soul? Or what is my meaningful career? How do I make an abundant living doing the work that I came to do as a soul? That's what I needed the answers to. And I went on my own journey to find them. But all those answers are now in this book through a divine lens. <laughs> but but it is people have to sort of be open, I think, first of all, to the fact that that they, I mean, there's something about it. I used to know this, what 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 the what this was, but something about the 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 Chinese character for crisis is also the the one for opportunity or something like that yeah (laughs) but it turns out to be really true when it's annoyingly true right (laughs) when when, when something happens that knocks you out of your familiar track that's often really a wonderful that's a great turning point in your life so often 
But you know, you can't just tell a person that because they're angry and they're blameful at first and they're frightened frightened and all of that stuff. And this is why I love working with grieving people though, because their pain is so great. They have had their heart completely broken wide open that they finally eventually reach a place. And what I call it is that sacred place of surrender where you say, I don't have the answers I really don't know anymore what the truth is. And when we get to that, and then we ask, we request, please, God, please, divine guides, please, loving departed loved ones, lift me up to see this in a new way. That's the question we need to ask. And then once we ask that, the universe conspires to show us our soul's view of this and that we, yes, we agreed to it. And yes, it's all for our growth and highest good. And as we begin to shift up to accept that point of view, that's when we can heal. That's when we can thrive. There's there's responsibility too at that moment, because even if it is breaking us open to see new opportunities. There's such responsibility in choosing the right opportunities. And that's a little scary too. (laughs) It's exciting, but it's scary as well. So this, this earth realm is a place I believe that we come to, to learn courage of the heart, courage of the spirit. You know, it's so easy to be locked down in fear here because this is a dense energy physical world where we forget who we are. We can't see the beautiful yeah, right. spirit. We don't remember why we came. Right. We don't we remember, remember why what that lesson is supposed to be. We, we chose to come to. Right. Here. And so there's a lot of good reasons that people are afraid and shut down. I have a memory, Roberta, of right before I jumped into this life, um, I was talking to my spirit guides and they had approved this life plan, but they were cautioning me. They were saying, you know, this is a lot. There's a lot of pain in here. And so you have a lot of choices to not wake up and just to be angry and shut down. And they said to me, but your saving grace is your courageous heart. Just keep being courageous. And I kind of had those words in my ear and they've come back to me at so many moments in my life. And if anybody ever hears my life story, they go, well, how did you take all those leaps? You know, and it was like, I had no idea where I would land in any of them, but I suddenly just knew I had to take a leap and I would take it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that, well, and sometimes if there's no other option, that's freeing in a way. Right. Because you have no other choice. So you take the big leap because there was no other choice. And once you do that, you get the courage to do it again. You know, I wrote about that. I love it that you compared my writing to your mom's poetry because I have written poetry all my life and, and I just love poetry and it's a great Mm -hmm. honor to hear that you found my poetry in my writing and um, you know, that I wrote a whole passage about the, the leap of overcoming fear. And it is kind of poetic. And it and it says in there that once you take that leap, you can never go back and never live a different way. From then on, you know that the light lives in the leap. And that is so true. You know, people who've never taken a chance, never overridden their left brain logic mind, never trusted their intuition. They just have to take that first leap into the unknown, the one that feels right, that gives their intuition is going yes, and their logic mind is going no. (laughs) And once they do that first one, they will go, wow, this changes everything in my life. And then they'll have the courage to do it again. That's right. The first one is the hardest one. After that, it gets easier. And and over and over in your book, we talk about the ego lens versus the divine lens. 
And let's talk about what they are. What are those two <laughs> lenses? I love talking about that because I think we've all been misled to kind of misunderstand the ego and the ego's role here. You know, think of it this way. We're all hanging out in the divine realms and we're all spirit beings of light with consciousness and and also personality and everything we have now. And we say, hey, you know, they need a lot of help down in the heavy, dense earth realms to evolve consciousness, and your soul still needs to grow and evolve. Are you willing to jump down in there and take on a lifetime? And we bravely raised our hands and said, okay, I'll go. And knowing that it was going to push us to evolve in good ways and that we could help the consciousness of the world evolve if we keep saying yes to the right things. And then the guides went, but remember, you're going to have to have that human ego, that monkey mind down there, and that'll help you get your laundry done and pay the bills and get through school, but it's going to mislead you and lie to you all the time, and you're going to have to tap into your heart, your intuition to remember who you are. So we come in with these conflicting, well, actually, no, children are way more in touch with the the divine lens the soul and they're more, they're out of touch with that ego part and we teach them to get into their left brain monkey mind to trust their ego more than to trust their heart and their intuition and so by the time a person is a teenage adolescent person they're seeing the world mostly through the ego and the ego says I am alone. This world is terrifying. I have to fight everyone to survive. There's never enough to go around. And I can't possibly make my living from doing what I love. And if somebody dies, that's the greatest random tragic ever. And so the, the opposite of that is the soul saying, I am a powerful divine being who came here on purpose, just like everybody else. And I'm here to help my soul evolve and help others evolve and use my pain as fuel. And it's all in divine order for all of our highest good. Those are the two voices we battle. And people think, oh, the ego means I would think I'm wonderful and better than everyone else. No, the ego is always telling you, be safe. Who do you think you are? Play it small. Don't take any risks. It's You're not small. good enough. <laughs> and so we have to be trying all the time to find that divine lens and see things that way, see things from that perspective. And and so, they, but over and over again, we're still looking at things as children. We're oh, still... We have that small perspective. Yeah. We have to get past it. You know, we're at such a tipping point of consciousness right now, and it's the reason the world feels so chaotic and so yeah. many people are having so much anxiety. But every message I get from the guides and from spirit tell me this is exactly what needed to happen to get everyone to start paying attention to the important things to wake up. But it doesn't look that way right now. And that brings me to my vision I wanted to talk about. If the people on the podcast can see this uh, image behind me, um, I had a vision that inspired this book through a divine lens and, and explains where we are now in human history. <laughs> can I talk about that? Of course, of course. <laughs> so in 2014, I came back from teaching a three day grief shifting workshop, which I love doing. It's, it's about helping grieving people have their own healing conversations with their departed so that they don't have to go through a medium or someone else. They, they learned that, oh, I can do it. I can talk to my departed. And so I always come home really happy from those and exhausted. Sure. <laughs> and I got back home and, it, and I got really sick. I got a terrible cough and fever. And this was before COVID. This was like 2014. Um, I went to bed and my fever just raged like 104 for days. And on oh, the third night, I left my body and I was brought out and held by the angels at a distance from the earth, the way this vision looks. And I was shown these shooting 
lights sparking up from earth and they were moving. They were like a flowing river of light around the earth and they were filling in all the dark places one by one. And I said, what is that? And the angels and the guides that were holding me with so much love, they said, that's a soul, one human soul waking up to the understanding that they are a divine being and they're here to love and have compassion. And every time one soul wakes up, they spark another one to awaken. And they were saying, look, it fills the whole planet. It's covering all the darkness, no matter how it may look dark when we're down in the minutia of it. The light is always winning. The love is always winning. And I was, I was just taking this in. It just went on for hours and the guides were saying, the next few years on earth are going to be painful. They're going to be hard, but you have to be one of the voices reminding people that the light is always winning. The love is always winning. And this is part of consciousness evolving. And I woke up from that going, and I was trying to make words of it. And I was so sick and out of my body that my beautiful daughter finally just gave me my laptop computer because I've always been a writer. So I just started writing and I channeled in the new book through a divine lens to show people that no matter how dark things look, and they can look really grim here on earth. The light is still always winning. The love is still always winning. Well, you did a beautiful job with your book. I, as I say, what I especially like about it is, is that it, if anyone at any stage can begin it and use it as a pattern for growth. Um, because all of us are trying to grow spiritually. And I think wherever you are, that book is a very good handbook for growing, which which is what you know we're looking for. We're all looking for. And we so all have lovely. reinvention points, Roberta. You know, I mean, you and I are old enough to know that you don't just suddenly get it and everything is happy, la-la, forever here on Earth. That's just not how it works. No, it's we a are, process. Right. And we're constantly called to the next, to the next stage and the next level of our awakening, the next level of our work. Numerology lays out those reinvention points for us so beautifully. It's one of my favorite things about numerology is it explains how we all have nine-year reinvention points. And you can go back and track. When I work with clients, I show them, oh, look, you were in a nine-year when that happened and you lost your job and you lost your marriage. It wasn't some random tragedy. It was actually something your soul planned in so that you would grow and evolve. And when you see it laid out like that in a map, almost the way numerology does it, you just have this aha moment. And then you go, oh, so that means I'm still here to grow. I have another nine year reinvention point coming up, you know, and that way we don't think it's the end of the world when things suddenly shift, right? We, we can look at our nine year cycles and go, Oh, wow. So, and for example, my last one was 2018 when my beautiful husband, Gene, who I've raised two children with was diagnosed with aggressive cancer. You know, I've already lost my first husband to cancer. Oh, you have had such problems. Oh my No, it's so not sorry. problems. It's beautiful awakenings. I'm and sorry. So... I can't help thinking like that. <laughs> I just can't help that. But he's doing good. He really is. But here's what how that reinvention point changed our lives. The only doctor in the country who said there was any hope for Gene was here in Phoenix, Arizona at the Mayo Clinic with a new kind of treatment for his cancer. So taking a leap, we sold our family home of 40 years in Colorado, uprooted everything and moved to Phoenix, Arizona in our right. late 60s <laughs> and trusting trusting that we were going to find uh, the right healing for him and I, that I would find friends because I knew no one here. And five years later into my new cycle, as, as numerology lays it out, I have the best 
friends I have ever had. I met this community of people called HelpingParentsHeal.org. It's a nonprofit. Oh, yes. Uh, And and I get to be best friends with Elizabeth Boisson and Carol and Lynn and all these moms who are part of it. And we're spiritually aligned completely. I've never had so many friends. Tell them I said hello. They're just lovely people. I am so blessed, right, Roberta? And I didn't know them when I got here. I just was (laughs) all alone. And the universe went, okay, your next work is here. And you get part of this amazing organization helping parents. And so I was brought into their amazing group. And it is the best work of my life. And the best friends of my life. And I'm 71. Can you believe it? I mean, life just keeps giving us magic. We just have to say yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Lovely, lovely people. (laughs) Very giving, very loving. Oh, yes. Beautiful people. Of course, it's about who you are, too, because you are just radiant. And they would just absolutely eat you up with a spoon, of course. (laughs) That's not (laughs) true. They would. Oh, that's not true. I always tell everybody, remember, we got one foot in the human realm, one foot in the divine realm. We all have that. And it just depends on which one we lean into more. And I found that as I've gotten older, maybe my ego is giving up a little more. I don't know, but I'm able to more easily lean into my divine side, my spiritual wisdom. And, And when I watch my ego react, you know, like looking at the news and things, and I watch that ego get fired up. I know now I have to lift up above it, go back to conversations with spirit, you know, and it's for me, as we get older, we get wiser. And so we're not willing to walk the path of the ego anymore and think it's all about achievement and money and possessions and being right. That's the big Actually, lesson of Actually, none our of time. it is about any right. of Right. None of it's about any of that. Big joke, right? On humanity. Yes. <laughs> no, there's no fun satisfaction or happiness in any of that. Right. No. So you're a 33 master soul in numerology. And I just got to say that. And there is no higher, more evolved path that our souls can choose to come in on than the 33, as you have done. And you've got that beautiful Leo energy wrapped around it. You are the goddess, the lioness of spiritual (laughs) truth. And nothing will hold you back. So it's an honor to see that your path that you're on and to know you. Oh, bless you, darling. But I mean, I just what I just love every day about is about opening my computer and getting emails from people who need my help. Oh, goody. I just can't wait to answer these emails. Yes. I get so many of them every day. And and I'm so blessed. Yeah, I'm so blessed because I get to work with clients every day. Like I have this afternoon, a grieving mom whose son departed at the age of 15. And I can already feel and hear everything his son has to say to mom to help her heal and move forward. And I get to be the, uh, I guess you call it facilitator, maybe for him having a healing conversation with her and for her seeing her path, why she's still here and moving forward. I am so honored to do that work. Do you know what a blessing it is not only to be able to talk to spirit every day and feel their presence, even they're not my departed loved ones, there's some someone else's and they come through with so much love, so much helpful information, but then to see how all of that can help a mom be able to go on. And I believe there's no greater pain than losing. So wonderful every single day. I individually get to say, okay, now I know why I was born. Yes. Another time to say, oh, now I know why I was born. (laughs) And I over and over and over get to say that every single day. It's such a gift. You know, I emailed Elizabeth just the other day. Elizabeth Boisson is the founder of Helping Parents Heal. And she had sent out a new newsletter and she always puts validations that the moms tell her about different sessions they've had. And one of the moms wrote about her work with me. And so I emailed Elizabeth and said, thank you so much for publishing that. You know, 
just knowing that I've helped one grieving mom. One. That's is, all you need. That's my purpose on life. It is the yes. reason I am here. You know, I can, I can die happy when my soul exit arrives. <laughs> that's what's beautiful, my dear. That is what is so beautiful about our lives. Mm-hmm. What a gift it is. Each one of them is a gift. That's what's so great about it. No, I love what I do. People have asked me, well, what are you going to retire? Oh, my goodness. That would be such a burden to have to retire. I never, ever will. You know, that is such a myth that we're supposed to just have no purpose when we reach a certain age. That's the retirement myth is the greatest um, untruth told to us that we're going to just like quit a job that we well hopefully you've loved your career. But if you haven't, then you live for that day when you get to quit that career. And then you're supposed to have like no purpose and you're happy just playing golf or whatever. Humans, each person is here with a purpose, with a soul intention. And it's about doing good in the world. It's about using our pain as fuel to help others. And if your old age does not contain that meaningful purpose, then your health is going to fall apart immediately because your soul is going, I don't think I have a reason to be here anymore. And so the body- I still practice law because the kind of law I've always practiced has been for small business owners and they are the salt Oh, the salt of the earth are the most wonderful people. I'm still working for for some businesses into the fourth generation. And I love these people. I mean, I'm part of their families. How could I stop working? I love what The world needs your work. I do that and I do this too. It's like, it's it's a plethora of riches. It's more, it's more fun than I could possibly imagine. How do I have the right to have so much fun? I cannot imagine it. What a beautiful soul you are. <laughs> I wish really... more people in their 70s and 80s felt the way we do. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But it's just, the, you know, it, it's, it's, I can't imagine. I stopped watching TV 25, 30 years ago <laughs> because there's just no time for that. I don't, I don't do anything that's not related to the work I do because the work I do is really my play. It always has yeah. been. Yeah. Anyway, so enough about us. <laughs> the, this, the thing about your book that I really enjoyed was that the stories and how your particular gifts, and I have no psychic gifts. I just, I, I can't even meditate. But the, the way that your gifts were able to really open people up and, and help them to see these things for themselves that they never could have found and learned and opened up to without your gifts. I, I thought that was really special and wonderful. I mean, you're able to do those things for people. What a gift that is. Well, I want to say to everybody listening that we all have a gift and we all have something unique that our soul came to give to the world through our work. But often we think that gift is our shame when we're growing up. So for me, I was the weird kid growing up who would talk about a precognitive dream I had had, right? And that would not go over well. And then it would come true. And that would make people think I was a witch or whatever. Um, And I also always had intuitive knowings that I had no business knowing. And, and so finding my place in the world has was really hard before I came out of the closet and started owning who I am and doing what I do for a living. And I always tell people, if your perspective is different than everybody you know, that's on purpose. That's the gift you came to share, that wisdom, that little inner stream of higher consciousness and knowingness that's coming through you. That's what you meant to share here. And it takes courage to do it. It takes courage to step up to it. But being sensitive, being aware, being an old soul here on earth is not fun, (laughs) not easy. And a lot of these very sensitive young kids, these highly evolved souls of the younger generations are coming in with a very short um, time that they intend to stay on earth. Their soul exits are early, sometimes in their early 30s, sometimes in their 20s. Because they're so highly evolved, their frequency is so 
notched up above everyday life that they didn't even come to try to struggle with how am I going to make a living? They came to shine their light, break their loved ones wide open with their early soul exit and awaken more and more people to the truth that there is no death and that the spirit is eternal. That's the new reality of the world we live in. So if you have a child who is shining very brightly and perhaps has some of these gifts, if the child exits early, then that's that something is, that, that is nobody's planned. fault. Yeah. The first thing I want to say to every parent is we always blame ourselves for every death, but especially the death of a child. But when you look at it from the soul's point of view, you see that each soul has their own soul plan, their own life plan, and their own preordained exit points. There's usually three choice points for yeah, soul exit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so the moms that I talk to, most of them say, oh, I knew from the time he was little that he was an old soul. And I always had this feeling that I wasn't going to have him for long. The moms intuitively know that, yeah. right? And often when I talk to the child in spirit, they say, you know, I stayed as long as I could. I had several earlier exit points that I didn't take for my mom and I stayed as long as I could. And I just want her to know that I'm still here loving her and my spirit lives on. Hmm. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> Most well, of us don't want our children. To right. I know. And I, and I just say that as a comfort to the moms who have lost their children. There's so many. There's, you know, in, in Elizabeth's organization of grieving parents, there are 27,000 international members of grieving parents. Boy, it's grown. I, I knew yeah. it when it first started. Wow. I mean, that just gives you an inkling of how many people have had the greatest devastation, the greatest loss, and are beginning to learn that their child lives on in spirit. That is the veil disappearing. And these children are leading the way to teach us the reality of this life here, that it's not real, that it's an illusion, and that the spirit is eternal. And that if we really call on those beautiful departed souls, those spirit guide teachers, they'll always come and lift us above our pain, our mon monkey mind, our ego, and help us see it from the soul's view. Wow. Well, I hate to think about that. <laughs> speaking to, speaking as a mother. Yeah. But, um, but I'm glad I'm very glad she's there because I know she's done a lot of good for a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. She and her organization. Um say, say the name again and tell people how they can helping reach parents her heal. helping parents org. And how will people just if they go to helping parents org when we're yeah. From there, yeah, there's all kinds of videos and information and meetings and caring listeners that will listen to you for free if you're a grieving mom or a grieving dad. So there's so many resources, most of them free on that website. Um, but the other thing I want to say is that any any of us who've lost a loved one, we have the gift of their soul constantly trying to help us see that there is no death. When my husband Paul died in my arms in 1980, um, you know, he instantly showed, first of all, he showed me his spirit as he left his body in such a clear way. I couldn't doubt that it was real. And then that night, he got in bed with me in a way that I could actually feel his body hugging me next to me. And then a being of light tapped him on the shoulder and he was called to keep moving because when they first cross, the guides will say, okay, you can visit, but you can't linger. And so they'll keep kind of pulling them up to those higher light realms. But Paul has come back so many times to even recently to give me an important message about things in my life. And he'll tweak my work. You know, he'll say, oh, it's really important that you say this. And and um, he's just constantly my teacher. And he has a job there that he loves. And I'm so happy that he told me about it. Um, 
can I share that moment where he came back and told me about his new job? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so again, I was teaching one of these grief shifting workshops and everybody in the workshop was having trouble getting rid of the memories of their loved one when they were on earth suffering in the body. And any of us who've gone through the loss of somebody to cancer, or especially we have moms who their children had cancer and they had to walk that really painful journey with them before they crossed. Um, so these people were talking about how those images are still in their heads, traumatizing them. And yet their spirit of their children were going, mom, I'm not in that story. I'm not in that body. I'm not in pain. It's only you holding on to those memories and images. They're not real. Right. And I went That's to bed. True. I went to bed that night and Paul came to me and he said, you have to tell them that there is no suffering of the soul. The soul never suffers. And he lifted up his shirt and his skin was this white luminous light. And when he was here on earth, he had had several surgeries due to colon cancer and so his abdomen was all scarred up by the time he died. But in this vision, he lifts up his shirt and he says, see, and his skin was luminous. And he said, there is no suffering. The soul does not suffer. <coughs> and he said, he said, oh, I got to go. And I said, wait, where are you going? And he said, I have a job and I love it. He said, I get to help people process their lives when they cross over. He said, I get to help them do the soul review. And apparently there was this new group of souls he needed to go work with. And he was like, okay, I'll see you. And he took off and I was like, well, wait, like I want a job like that. Why, why can't I stay here and have a job like that? And he was like, no, it's not your time. But you know, that is a way of showing me that the spirits are so happy there. They're, well, they're helping. Loving. They're yes. helping us. Yes. yes. And they people get jobs exactly suited to themselves. Yes. You, we, you know, you might like that, not like that job. He likes that job perfectly. It's right. true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Perfect for them. Yep. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just, it, we cannot imagine how much fun they have. It's just absolutely amazing. Especially the kids. They are all hanging out together. They have fun. They are all about making people laugh on earth, sending signs to people, you know, just being tricksters and fun sometimes to make funny things happen, to make their parents laugh. I mean, they are. I just so... have to say something though. There are yes. people listening right now who are saying, I don't hear from my loved one. How Thanks come I don't yeah. hear from my loved one? And I just want to say they're all trying to get through. They're trying so hard. Some people yes. are very good at this. Sue is very good at this. Sue is Sue is an intuitive. And she's she's very good at getting these signs. If you are not a natural intuitive, it's harder for you. But, but you can do it. You have you, to. Yes. I, I this think is you a have skill to. like any other skill. I mean, right. lousy at playing the piano. Right. Some people are easier. It's just easier for them to play the piano. But if you will relax, Quiet zone out. Mind. Yeah. Open your mind and stop telling yourself you can't do it, which is right. right. You're telling yourself now. Right. Just open your mind. Little by little, if you stop saying no, would you right. gotta stop saying no? That's Say it. Because the human mind, the monkey mind, is going to dismiss any message we get. We That's might hear, right. we'll hear our loved one's voice, or we'll see a flash vision that we'll looks say, like no, that. that's not it. Yeah, the stop mind that. goes, oh, that's a coincidence, or that's yeah. you're making. I thought that, that was up. right, but nah, that's not it. Right, it's very, very subtle. We get to choose which point of view we're going to believe. And once you start trusting those 
bizarre, wild signs that come out of nowhere, the voice you hear that sounds like you're departed, you know, the person who walks by you in a crowd who looks just like your departed loved one. All of those are the ways that the spirit tries to come through to show us very subtle, but we get to choose if we're going to trust that. And that's why I always say your proof of the divine lives in what you choose to believe. And the minute you stop choosing to believe that your left brain logic mind has it all right, which the culture tells you is the only truth is your left brain logic mind. Once you start to trust that your inner knowingness, your intuition, we all have intuition, that that right brain part of you that comes through in a sudden blast of awareness is right, then you see this whole world in a different way. You see it through the divine lens. You see the signs and the knowingness everywhere. But but believe me, it is happening. And if you will just, in fact, we're going to have Sue back. And when she comes back, she's going to teach everybody yes. how to hear those signs. So that's, love that. we're going to do that again. All right. Because we've come to the end of our time. I am so sorry. This doesn't go fast. It's just amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So um, we are, in fact, we are sort of a little past our time at this point. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I'm so through a divine lens. I really recommend her book to tell you the truth, because um, as I say, she sort of covers the field, which a lot of people don't do. And um, if you, most people suddenly start to realize at some point in their lives that they have to begin to get serious about get get serious about getting serious about doing with this life what they came here to do as opposed to just getting through the day and when you get to that point this is a very good book to to pick up and start following as opposed to as I say, just kind of getting through the day. Um, It's easy to understand. It's straightforward. And because she is an intuitive, um, she can help you begin to deepen your understanding about where you are and where you're going. I I really enjoyed her book. It wasn't, it was easy to understand, easy to read. And um, unfortunately, thank you so much, Sue. Please consider yourself hugged. Thank you, sweetheart. You're hugged too. (laughs) Everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. When you get what that means, I promise you will never, ever see anything the same way again. It changes everything. Next week, our guest is going to be Karen Anderson, and she's going to be with us for the fifth time, although she hasn't been here for years. I kept saying, Karen, when are you coming back? She kept saying, oh, I'm working on a book. I'm working on a book. And I stopped believing her. I decided maybe it was my breath. I never knew. But she really was working working on a book. And that book is now just out. It's called The Pet I Can't Forget, Finding Hope and Healing with Signs from the Afterlife. She's been, as I say, she's been away for a long time. And so I can't wait to see her again. She's probably, you know, I haven't aged today, but who knows? I don't know how she'll look now, but she's fun. You're going to enjoy Karen. And I'm going to, frankly, I'm looking forward to talking with her again. So please be with us next week. This week, we've been talking with Sue Frederick, who is an ordained unity minister, a lifelong intuitive, a past life and between life soul regression therapist. She's a master numerologist. I have no idea what whatever she said I was am, but nevertheless, it was nice of her to say whatever she said. She has written three books, and this one I really thought was great. It was called Through a Divine Lens, Practices to Quiet Your Ego and Align with Your Soul. And it was simple to understand. And frankly, um, I really recommend it. I think it's something that all of us should read and try to basically follow. Because what you're trying to do is to get to a deeper understanding of where you're trying to go. And quiet the monkey mind, as she says, whatever works for you is the right book. And this may be the right book for you. So I, as I say, I really recommend it. Now, of course, it's also time to once again mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource 
for all things afterlife, just go to seekreality.com and start to learn for yourself that your own reality is eternal. You may not understand that you're afraid to die. Almost everybody, close to 90% of the people in the world, ultimately are afraid. They don't really know where they're going. Learn the ultimate truth from our dear friend Craig Hogan and never be afraid again. And teachingsbyjesus.com is your single resource for all the beautiful divine truths that are brought to us in perfect love by the greatest teacher ever, Master Jesus. It really is his turn now. Don't you think it's time? As Christianity, the religion that was created created by the Roman Emperor Constantine and not by Jesus finally dies, the genuine teachings of Jesus can at last come alive. Teachingsbyjesus.com is the Lord's own religion-free entirely religion-free website. It's made by Jesus in perfect love for you. Also, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, which is a beautiful, beautiful picture book. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com barnesandnoble.com, wherever you buy books. And the adult books are also available as audiobooks. I'll accept the last one. If you want to talk about anything at all, as you know, if you have ever emailed me, it can take you up, take me up to two weeks at this point because I get a lot of emails. But just contact me through the Greek, green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer every email just you have to make sure you give me your right email address because I do answer every email, but it's going to bounce, I promise, if I don't have your email address. And that makes me really sad because I write some very long emails sometimes and then they bounce and then that ruins my whole day. You don't want to do that to me. Make sure you give me your right email address. All the more than 500 past episodes of Seek Reality are available wherever audio podcasts can be found, and you can listen to new audio episodes each week with the Seek Reality app that you can find wherever free apps are available. You also can see new video episodes each week on Roku or on Fire Stick. And meanwhile, my dear darling friends, I love you more than life itself, and that really is true. And you can find all at Seek Reality each week in all those places. And I look forward each week to seeing you. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, more precious than you can possibly imagine, because you, most of all in this entire universe, you are infinitely and perfectly loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.